Well, hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, March 5th, 2023, which is the second Sunday in the season of Lent. In this episode, we get to listen in on a clandestine conversation between Jesus and an inquisitive religious leader named Nicodemus. Come and take a listen. John writes, Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said this to you. You must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of Christ. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. As I prepared for this week's homily, I remembered a little team-building exercise that I once participated in. There were over a hundred of us gathered together in a room. At one end of the room on a wall, there was a large map and a box of small, brightly colored pushpins. We were each asked to use a pushpin to indicate on the map where we had been born. Using that information, we were to find someone who had been raised in another city and exchange stories about our childhood and upbringing. This little exercise helped us realize that when and where you were raised and by whom influences how you see the world. During my early childhood, I was raised in a middle-class family in Toronto. My dad worked for the federal government, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My parents, my brother, and I lived in a small bungalow with a backyard, a two-car garage, a station wagon, and a dog. While my parents listened to big band music at home, I gradually discovered other bands, like Led Zeppelin, The Doors, and a little locally formed garage band called Rush. 
At that particular time in my life, almost every day was like an episode of Leave it to Beaver or The Wonder Years. In many ways, those days have contributed to how I see the world. On the other hand, I have a friend who was born just as the Great Depression came to a close. He is the first of many siblings born to a poor family. He has worked hard all of his life and faced a great many challenges. Undoubtedly, his life experience has formed his worldview in ways that are different from my own. While my friend and I often see the world very differently, it helps to understand where we both came from and how that has shaped our worldview. My point is that every person has a story, and our personal history helps shape who we are. Our childhood and early life experiences inform how we learn to cope with the world and how we live our lives. Our early experiences, including our relationships with our parents and siblings, have a major influence on how we see others, the world, and ourselves, and how we cope and function in our daily lives. This concept is often referred to as our family of origin. In today's Gospel reading, we have a story about what happens when our worldview is challenged. John's Gospel tells us about a man named Nicodemus. He was a well-educated man who exercised leadership in his faith community. The fact that Nicodemus was a religious scholar who lived in Israel's capital city of Jerusalem is important. Jerusalem wasn't simply the national capital. Because Jerusalem was home to the temple, it was also the epicenter of Jewish religious worship. Understanding the context helps us to realize that our friend Nicodemus was kind of a big deal. Yet he comes to Jesus under the cover of darkness and listen to what he says. Teacher, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God-pointing, God-revealing acts that you do if God were not in on it. Nicodemus wants to get in on what Jesus is doing, but I don't think he quite knows how. You see, what Jesus was doing seemed pretty unconventional, and our friend Nicodemus was a pretty conventional guy. Like all of us, Nicodemus was formed by the culture that he was raised in. It shaped the way that he understood the world, just like our beginnings shape the way that we see the world. When Jesus answers Nicodemus' questions, he tells him that if he wants to get a glimpse of what God is doing, then he's got to look at things from a different angle. Nicodemus and Jesus have this little back and forth about being born again. Jesus is trying to explain something important, and either Nicodemus simply doesn't get it, or he's being intentionally obtuse. Now, over the last century or so, born again is a term that has seeped into certain parts of Christian culture. But have you ever wondered what it really means? Play along with me for a moment. Assume for just a moment that we are all formed by our experiences from an early age and that those experiences inform how we see the world, our expectations, and the like. Imagine for a moment that you are able to put aside all that history, all that baggage, and see the world in a completely fresh way. 
wouldn't it be a little bit like starting with a clean slate? What if Jesus was saying that if Nicodemus, and by extension you and I, are to understand the things of God, then we need to put aside our preconceptions? It would be as if we were born into a new family, allowing that new family culture to shape the way that we looked at the world. All through the Gospels, we have these accounts of Jesus teaching about something he called the kingdom of heaven. This kingdom of heaven is painted as something in direct contradiction to the political structures and experiences that we have grown accustomed to. It is this kingdom of heaven that we heard about a few weeks ago in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Jesus claimed this is a kingdom in which the mourners will be comforted, the merciful will receive mercy, and the persecuted will be blessed. The more we read about this kingdom that Jesus describes, the more we begin to understand that it's radically different from our normal experience. This is how Jesus was able to tell Nicodemus that he needed to be born again to see things the way that God sees them. Contrary to Nicodemus' reaction, it's not about re-entering your mother's womb. It's about setting aside our preconceptions and intentionally trying to see the world from a different perspective. Each year, during the season of Lent, we set apart some time to be a little bit more intentional about life. This week, we are invited to examine whether we engage with people purely based on the net result of our own experiences. Or are we open to see others in a new way, allowing ourselves and our vision to be changed by the way that God sees people? You may be wondering what this looks like in practice. It may mean spending more time with someone whose company you find to be challenging. It may mean extending forgiveness to someone for a hurt that they've caused you, and then rebuilding that relationship. Alternatively, it may mean mustering your courage to seek someone's forgiveness. The specifics of the application may vary, but a common thread runs through them. John's Gospel tells us that Jesus became the embodiment of God's compassion for humanity. Our text today challenges us to receive that compassion and then find ways to extend it to every other person that we encounter. Let's pray. Holy God, whose spirit prompts our seeking, transform the nighttime of our fear into a place of welcome for us and all the world. Through Jesus Christ, in whom we are born anew. Amen. Amen.